0: Serving up the strategies you need to build, market, and monetize a profitable, future proof business around your expertise. This is the Upreneur Podcast. And here's your host, international business mentor and best selling author, Chris Ducker.
1: Well, hello there, and welcome to episode number 485 of the Upreneur Podcast. So good to have you back with me, as always. And hey, if you're new, to the show, welcome. You're in a good spot if you're all about building a business based around your personality, your expertise, and ultimately the people that you want to serve and have the most impact in the world for. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, and it's great to be with you. So today, we're going to be sitting down with Jason Resnick from NurtureKit.co. Now, Jason and I, as you'll uh, hear here at the beginning of the chat, um, we've got quite a long history uh, behind this. In fact, actually, everything from, you know, him getting onto our email list at Youpreneur when we first opened up the doors, right the way through to him joining the community in 2015 to becoming a Roundtable a Circle Mastermind member back in 2018, and now just watching him flourish and do so, so well as an entrepreneur. Uh, it's kind of like a, a proud dad moment, <laughs> amongst other things here. But we talk all about email. And what he and his team do at Nurture Kit is actually just help customers do email marketing better. And one of the biggest things that I don't know about you, but I've personally struggled with it before in the past as well. One of the biggest things that he comes across uh, or comes up against rather with his clients is consistency or the lack of it. Uh, So we dive on to, you know, really just right out the gate, we start talking about why people aren't um, consistent, what they can do to become more consistent, ideas for collecting ideas properly uh, and utilizing those things to be able to take action on a consistent basis. We talk about cleansing our list and pruning it, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. It's been a while since we've dived deep on the subject of email marketing. And one of my very, very good friends, Amy Porterfield, who has been on the show just recently, she talks a lot about how the health of our email list is directly uh, you know, kind of correlated to the health of our business overall. So um, I hope you enjoy the discussion with myself and Jason. Here we go. This is the Uprena FM podcast with Chris Ducker.
0: So Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm excited well, to be here. Yeah, this is kind of like,
1: I feel like we're coming full circle here a little bit. The, the student has become... The master, very much so. This is like, this is real. Like, for you guys tuning in, Jason was one of the OG members of the Uprino community when we opened the doors in September of 2015. Over that time, uh, we've met in person on a few occasions, we've uh, hung out online on more occasions than I can possibly think or count. Um, or remember, and that's got nothing to do with my age. It's just because there's been a lot of them. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, you know, you were also a member of the round table uh, for a year. Mm-hmm. or Was it like 2018, 2019, yep. something like that. Um,
0: yeah, 2018. Yep.
1: Yeah. So now you're just kind of like, you're out there kicking ass, taking names, doing your thing, um, with everything that is nurture kit so nutchkit.co let's co for you guys that are out there um it predominantly works with people who are convertkit uh subscribers but a lot of what you do is you know just general email strategy right and and working mm-hmm. with people um who are wanting to do email marketing better simple as that right
0: mm mm-hmm. 100% yeah that's it i mean i work with uh creators Digital product owners, membership site owners, uh, that ilk um, to help them leverage email in a a creative way and an engaging way so that they get more business into their business and ecosystem, but also to be able to help and serve those that they want. to.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I thought it would be just a really good time. We haven't covered email very specifically as a subject on the show for quite some time. Um, it seems like every single person that I know has got a book out at the moment. Um, and therefore we've just done a lot of conversations about topics in people's new books recently, because I support my friends as anybody will know, but now I feel like it's time for a little bit more strategy here. And I think, you know, we went back and forth a little bit on what we could potentially like cover on a show like this. And really, we both agreed that just like the struggle that. That we all have as marketers, with all the bells and whistles that are going on all the time, like just the struggle of being consistent with our email marketing. Why do you think we struggle so much with this? Right? Because it sounds like it's pretty simple. Send email regularly, but we struggle to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why we struggle why we struggle with email? is as much a mindset thing than it is a capability thing. Um, A lot of people that I work with, they think that what they've said has been said before. They feel almost a little bit of an imposter syndrome. They feel like, who am I to say these things? And, you know, broadcast to the world kind of thing. Yep. Yet, I mean, truth be told, you might've said the same thing 17 different ways and yet there's that new person that hasn't heard it yet, right? And email in and of itself is way different than Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the other things, right? It's different because it's an its its own personal space. You and I, in Inbox, we have a specific client that we use. It's just, it's words that yep. are in that space. We've allowed somebody to in, come into that space. It's not some algorithm. It's not some other website that we're going to that we kind of get distracted and pushed and pulled on other things. So when you're reading an email, there's this emotional connection that could be made there that, well, sometimes people are almost afraid of it in a way where they're like, what if they reply back to me? What if they don't like me, right? Like if there's that emotion coming back and as human beings, sometimes we just have to get out of our own way there so that we can get the positive right and so when I and I I was subject to this I emailed once a week maybe and then it was in October 2020 where I decided to go six times a week I was like let me do that for 30 days let me see what happens now I've worked with enough clients to know the more frequent you email well everything is better right like Revenue is better, engagement is better. You grow your list, you grow your business. I mean, everything is better. So I was like, eh, let me try for 30 days. I don't yeah, know like if why I've am I not doing it sell. myself?
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: percent yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, let me give 30 days. I don't know if I have enough to say to cover every single day, but let's give it a go. And so I did it, and still to this day, right? And that was in October of 2020. So That first year, I doubled my client services revenue. I tripled my affiliate income. My engagement went up 10%. And when I say engagement, I don't just mean open rates. I mean, click rates, reply rates, everything everything, went up. So just being able to send out email on a consistent basis, you're showing up when most people aren't, right? And so you said, "Why, why what do people struggle with most is showing up. And when you show up, that is a competitive advantage you have over everyone else right
1: there. I mean, here we are like talking about the fact that consistency is a problem for most of us and we do struggle with it. And on mass, I just think, you know, online business owners, particularly, there's always other things we could be getting on and doing. But here we are, like you say, if you do it, sometimes that's just enough to be able to stand out from the crowd within whatever niche you're in. Right. Um, but if you do it well and you build strategy into it, like I know you do and like, I know how you work with your clients, then, I mean, surely that's just like pouring gasoline all over an open flame. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say right? Like in hindsight to say like, yeah, there was some strategy that I had, right? Like I knew I wanted more clients. I wanted to get more clicks. I wanted to sell more things, but ultimately really that 30 days was, I just wanted to serve people. I wanted to serve my list in a better way than I was already doing. And I thought that if I just did it in bites chunks over the course of a week, let me do it. And so I put constraints around it, right? So Every cup. I mean, James clear says just form a habit. So I drink coffee every morning. My constraint was that first cup of coffee. I was writing down that email. So about 20 minutes, it got the perfectionist out of me. It got, you know, I, I released things with typos. Like, I mean, I was like, Hey, this is 20 minutes. It's about a two minute read time. ship it done. Right. So it doesn't have to be picture perfect. Yeah. And that first month was perfect, right? Like I was I was already seeing it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to obliterate my list." I figured everybody's just going to unsubscribe because they're going to be like, "Why? Well, this is too much." But it was quite the opposite. And then once that first month went through, I was like, "Okay, so now what?" right? And as a developer and as an email marketing expert, I know that I can add personalization, right? So if somebody wa- clicks on the last 5 emails, Maybe I can cater to them a little bit, maybe give them a little bit of resource in the same email that the the person is getting their very first email from me, right? So from a broadcast perspective, it was like, how do I funnel people further down and create a deeper relationship with right. me through asking questions, through sharing content, through other things where... I basically was writing the same email, but I was like, if this person is a past client of mine, what could be the call to action? If this person is brand new to me, what could be the call to action? If this person is, is you know, bought a digital product from me, what could be the call to action? So it was just basically three different calls to action, same email, but it was tailored to the individual's experience with me.:
1: And that led to, like you say, Better open rates, better click-through rates, more money in the bank, more inquiries for one-on-one work, et cetera,
0: et cetera. Yeah. And now you're yeah, doing it,
1: like you're still doing it every single day, six days a week now?
0: Yeah. Every, so <clears throat> I, you know, as a developer, I don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I was going to say like, automate, how are you right? doing this? <laughs> so, six six so, a week is,
1: it's a lot of emails.
0: Right. And it was 20 minutes and I was doing it on two different lists. Right. Um, Yeah. I, you know, when I go, I go. Right. (laughs) Um, So after a year of doing that, it's not that I felt repetitive. Remember I said before, people feel we as humans, like I'm sick of hearing the same thing coming out of my mouth all the time. Right. But I just felt like, okay, I've got a plethora of content over the year. Right. Every day for a year. I'm like I'm just going to be like wh- how many different spins can I put on this thing? Mm-hmm. But because as I started getting into it, I I would think on th- Sunday what the theme of the week would be. So I would be like instead of it would just be like talking about list growth on Monday and then segmentation on Tuesday and then sales on Wednesday, the whole week was list growth or the whole week was sales, right? So it kind of almost made these kind of small sequences And so after a year of doing that, I said, you know what, there's a lot of gold in the previous emails that I've wrote over the past year. Let me go back to looking at what that looks like. And I started building and I'm still building this evergreen sequence where it covers me four days a week. And then the other two days is me. So I could do timely things, yeah, you know, can be more relevant, a lot of this stuff is evergreen or whatever right.
1: the case may be. Right.
0: Yeah. Coming on the Youpreneur no podcast, right? Like I could do that and share those kind of things where some of the other stuff is the same. Like it's, you know, it might change over a year, like two or three years. So I'll go back and revisit it. But, and people, <laughs> when I first did it, at the beginning of this year to start cycling people back through, I was like, I wonder if people's going to notice, like, are people going to notice that it's the same email? Nobody noticed. Um, In fact, most people, ironically, there were some people who replied to the same email twice, (laughs) (laughs) just with different stuff, right? Like, but also that the first time I caught them, it might've not been relevant for them. The second time, it's relevant now because they've moved right. forward. So, you know, so now I've got this evergreen going out along the live and it gives me the freedom to think about more on the strategy side of things, whether than a half an hour of writing two emails a day, it's four times a week, that's two hours that I can think about maybe monetizing the list through sponsorships or Hey, I want to run a manual promotion through my evergreen. Like how do I program that into my evergreen to pull people out and push people back in so that it's seamless, right? And yeah, so yeah. it allows me to think a little bit more strategically because it's freed up the time. But had I not increased the frequency, I wouldn't have had that library of content either.
1: Yeah. No, I 100%. So I mean, other than just sort of like, you know, for you, the queue was brewing that first cup of coffee walking into the office and just knocking out that you know those emails every day like other than doing that is there you know is there anything more or are there any more tips that you could give for folks in terms of like coming up with ideas consistently and making notes on those things properly and taking action on those things properly cuz consistency for the sake of consistency sake is one thing, but we want to be showing up in the right way and, and serving people in the right way instead of just filling their inbox with yet another email. Right,
0: Right. Yeah. And it's great that you mentioned that because that's, that was one of my sticking points early on. Like, do I have enough to say and show up on a regular basis there? So for me, it was really kind of keying in on my voice and what I was going to share. So you know, that I have two young boys. I was like, Hey, my world, random things happen all the time. Yeah. maybe I could translate that into a lesson. So one of the cues that I would do would be one, obviously I have the theme, but then two, it was what happened yesterday or what happened last week or what happened last month. And so I would think about like, okay, what's the three or four sentences that can get somebody engaged in the email? And it could be something that my oldest son said, or it could be something that, you know, a question a client had, or, you know, something that somebody replied to a previous email on, or something of that nature. Just three or four sentences to kind of give me that on-ramp to kind of say, okay, what's the lesson here, right? And so one of the things that, you know, An example, a concrete example it is, is like my kids literally just obliterate the living room full of toys and like we can't even see the floor, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right. And I had taken a picture one day and I was looking at this picture and I'm like, you know what? I can write an email about that, cleaning your list, right? So I was like, here's the, look, I walked out of the office one day. This is what the living room looked like. Right. If your email list is looking like this, here's the three steps to do, and then boom, here's a link to my YouTube video, here's a link to a tweet thread, here's a link to something, right? And it was a nice little concise email. And I could write it in less than ten minutes. Yeah, it was nice and easy because a fresh thought in my head because I just said, "And yesterday," and that gave me the inspiration to do that. And so now I've got like, I don't have my phone on me, but. You know, on my phone, I've got a Notion doc that basically is like my ideas, right? You just collect them as and when they come to you. Right. And so like, oh, you know what? This happened to me at the grocery store or something like that. Just something to spark my memory that this way I can go back and look at if I don't have an idea, right? Um, Another tip that I'll share, which actually is right here, is... and. For those listening to the podcast, I'm showing Chris a post-it note here. And what it says is, it's just day one, answer a question. Day two, share what I've done. Day three, ask a question. Day four, introduce an advanced aspect. Day five, share other people's content. So if I'm really stuck in an idea, I say, what happened yesterday? And pick a day from this list, and it gives me actually, at least the direction to go to write a two minute read email right, right. and those are the really the two two little tips that have helped yeah. me go for writing six days a week for the you last what I like about half, that two years
1: the most is the simplicity of it, you know, like I don't think that those sort of things need to be incredibly complex, like we don't need big s o p documents in place or you know procedures to follow or anything like that, like I get an idea, I put it into Notion or I get an idea and I write it on a post-it, like keep it simple. Uh, and that way, number one, you'll actually do it. But number two, you're more likely to take take action on what you've done, in this case, writing an email than you would do if you were to try and complicate things uh, a whole bunch. I mean, what is what do you feel is... Well, not do you feel, what do you see is like, other than the consistency thing, what's another big thing that clients come to you for when it comes to cleaning up their list, getting it looking healthier? You know, what does that look like? Like somebody walks up to you and just says, Hey, Jason, my email list is a mess. I need you to fix it for me and get it making me money. Like, what do you do? What's two or three things you kind of, where's the low hanging fruit there? If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. The lowering hanging fruit is to find out the engagement of the list. Right. And so like, even if you have like, you know, 15% open rates, there are your super fans somewhere in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're reading everything that you put out there. So the quick and dirty thing is to find out who those people are. Right. And so cleaning up a list means a lot of different things. So I'm going to take your question and say, look, I want like over the next 30 days on a, a return, a monetary return on my email list that I feel like I haven't been getting, right? So I would say, okay, let's find out who the people that are checking your emails on a consistent basis, the last five, 10, depending on the frequency at which you email, and let's carve out that segment. It may be only 10% of your list, maybe less, maybe 5% of your list, who knows, right? But that's the, the segment of that are probably already customers, Or they're very close to becoming a customer, and then we look at that segment. Who are they? We I find out fifty percent of them are customers, fifty percent are not, and you know twenty five percent of the fifty that are not customers have looked at your sales page for your coaching, right? Great, let's send them three emails about the coaching today, right? Like over the next by wednesday and we're recording this on monday so by wednesday you're gonna have sales into your coaching because we've really isolated those people once you do that then you're like okay well, us that worked that was great like i didn't i never thought to do that awesome so how do we automate that right then i say let's look your welcome sequence, right? So while that sales campaign is going out, we start to see a couple of Stripe notifications coming through. We know that that sales campaign at least works, right? We're getting Mm -hmm. some conversions through. In your welcome sequence, then let's try to figure out how we can isolate the ideal customers for your coaching to be then excited that maybe off of the back of the welcome sequence, three or four emails that you're giving your free stuff to that we can pitch them on the coaching, right? Let's start to carve out a pathway to each of your customers based on that. Right. And what I say by each of your customers, your coaching customers, your course customers, your mastermind customers, whoever, whatever your offers are, we start carving out each of the pathways on that. Um, I've developed basically a four, four part framework around segmentation to isolate customers like this. Mm -hmm. And at the backbone, it's two things. It's desire and the motivation, right? The desire is what am I getting, you know, working with your list, for example, right? I want to build a personal brand, future-proof my business. That's the desire. Well, what's the motivation that's the harder one to come by yeah that's the emotion that's tied to the desire right so for me it's being around my family for others it's you know i want the corner office in manhattan right like or i want to travel the world whatever that thing is we want to find it out because then in the sales sequence we personalize the sales sequence to that right what's their emotional motivation to achieve the desire that they have once you unlock those two things that's when you're just like oh okay let's run an ad to that let's run an ad to that and you start to put fire on it because it's like if you're converting your offer like at 10 or 15 percent when you get those two things together then you're converting it like 30 to 50 percent because mm-hmm. the right message is in front of that right person yeah
1: Absolutely. Okay. Man, so much to think about. Um, and I mean, that, that's also coming from a guy like me who does clean the list regularly, who is pretty much on top of it in some way, shape, or form. Well, at least I'll make it look like I am anyway, uh, with the team so they don't think they're working for a clown. Um, but you know, I, 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 I kind of feel like there's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but, there's always room for improvement, regardless of who the list is owned by, right? It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Surely there's always room for improvement.
0: Always. And if you notice too, I didn't even talk about like pruning the list in that process in that first month, right? I'm focusing on the customers. No matter what you come to me, unless you say, I want to cut my list, I still go straight to the customers first. I want to see what your customers will look like. Um, yeah. And like you said, there's always room for improvement. Like I could read your welcome sequence knowing, you know, being a part of multiple offers and things that you do. I have a unique insight into trying to get people through the door. Right. But just even coming into a business that I've never, you know, Conversed in a niche with. that I have yeah. no idea about, I can just look at the first four emails and say, okay, yeah, we got, we got some work to do, or we just need a little tweak here and there, right? Like instead of going to your blog post, which is a exact mirror of this long email that you just sent, let's either shorten the email with a link to the blog post or at the bottom of that long email, instead of sending it to the blog post, let's send them to a sales page. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be where you know, this is one of the sticking points too. Is that people are like, "Oh, I don't want to be too salesy," or "I don't want to," I don't want to ask for the sale too quickly. Yep. You're not asking for the sale. You're giving them the solution to their problems, their needs, their challenges. It's what they're looking for. They don't want another friend. They just yeah. want to solve a problem. And yeah,
1: they didn't get on the list. You give of them fun, right in the first place. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. And so I always say. Offer your free stuff, but offer your paid stuff alongside that, because there's going to be a percentage of people that do click on the paid stuff that they want the package. They don't want to have to go piece your YouTube and your blog and your podcast all together to kind of, you know, figure out the the thing. There's going to be 60% of your list that does that, and that's fine. Yeah. But y- the faster you get somebody to clicking, to knowing that you have a paid offer, even if they don't buy today, they might say, oh, Chris yeah, I remember seeing something on Chris's one of Chris's emails back in the, you know, three weeks ago of this academy or something. This sounds right now. Like I've kind of like planted the seed with a paid offer alongside the free stuff. And you're going to get those conversions in your welcome sequence, the second, third email, just because people are clicking on the links and they go, they're ready to buy that. They don't want to wait any longer, right? And so There's always room for improvement. And, you know, I've worked with small lists, extremely large lists, million plus subscribers, and there's never not an opportunity to take a look at least at what you're sending out in the first 10 emails and say, here's some low hanging fruit that we can address that we can actually start getting a return on our email marketing, right? If you're yeah. running ads, you're doing organic stuff, that's an investment. All that stuff is an investment. You're trying to get those people on the list. Well, let's recoup that investment as, as soon as we can. Right. Yep. And so yep. there's always room for improvement.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well look, I uh I think I think we're gonna be doing some work together anyway. We talked about this even before we hit record that conversation just uh, confirmed that even more. Like I said, the student has become the master. The Padawan has done well. <laughs> um, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and your expertise. I much appreciate it as one of the old school, old G's of the Youpner crowd. It's great to see you doing so well. And I'm very proud of everything that you've achieved. And uh, Hey, you're, you know, when I first met you, and started working with you, you were just a husband. Now you've got like two kids as well. And this incredibly <laughs> successful business, like you've been a busy man. You know, I'd like to say that it was all down to me, but I know that that would be a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you helped for sure. And yeah, I appreciate yeah. <laughs> everything, your friendship, your guidance. Look, truth be told. I mean, you know, I, I, sp- There's like three people in my life that has affected my career. And you're always right there because anybody that asks me, I I say, hey, go check out Chris. He turned me from this introverted coder into a personal brand and gave me that push that I needed to put myself out there. Your tribe, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And you're like, lean into the New York a little bit, lean into yourself a little bit more. And even just those little couple of sentences for me, that's all I needed to unlock a lot of the stuff. So, uh, I, I I thank you and I appreciate you, man.
1: Well, thank you, man. Right back at you. Uh, for you guys want to know a little bit more about Jason, what he does over at nurture kit, you can visit NurtureKit.co. show notes as always over on the site. I'll be back at you again with another episode of the show very, very soon. Take good care until then. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Upreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.